Morning. Morning. Hello. Uh, all right. Oh, you're chirpy. That was chipper, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You feeling all right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sun's out. Sun's out. Guns the out. Guns out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Keep your shirt on, Hugh. Yeah. Hugh, put it. Keep your shirt on. Oh. <laughs> Time to get on with it get and draw the curtain. It. That is good audio, though. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down in the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant, Did you brilliant, see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the time Yes, that was brilliant. Hello! I'm Rachel Demmer. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 61 of the Real Reading Podcast. We've got all the usual features, including Rachie's Fact of the Week, uh, and Fort Explains It All, which is about what this week, Hugh? Uh, we're going plastic free. We are? Oh, good. Yeah. Good. I like that. Good. When I say we, I mean Reading Borough Council. Oh, okay. Not you. I, I try my best, no. but it's hard. You're a plastic hoarder. Yes, I am. Are you going to give us some hints and tips? Um, no. No. Okay. Oh, no. But I might do next week if I've given more than five seconds to uh, to research. Yeah. What you mean, like all week, week. from the previous <laughs> podcast? Well, I've, I had only decided what I'm doing. Uh, what I was talking about about two minutes before the podcast. There is only one person to blame. For Rach, that. Um, have you done any research I've this week? Early. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Good. Uh, all right. There's some little note. Oh, a little bit of notage. Okay. Okay. Well, so Rach, you've managed to do some research in the time that um, that, that we've been thinking about doing a podcast. I did it again. yesterday, Tom. In prep. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yesterday. Oh, Hugh, did you hear that? Wow. Okay. Right. Anyway, enough of berating Hugh. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, uh, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. I have arranged to meet Jeremy later in London. So there will be a picture going on our social media. Proving he exists. Yes. I haven't spotted him this week. Have you not? No. Have you been up there? Where? London. No. Okay. I thought I spotted him in Reading the other week. Though, I, I forgot about this, yes. Yeah, so I'm just... Doing the Jeremy spotting. <laughs> Go. Yes. Hello. Hello. Can we have a little pause? Because yes. my notes on what I'm going to talk about are on the printer, which is behind you. Okay, shall I go and get them? Yes, please. I'm not going to pause You're it. Going to pause. No. When you say when you say notes, you do you mean the article that you printed out? The article I printed out, which I also wrote. Okay. Um, so just before we get going, um, Hugh, I believe we owe someone an apology. Yes, we're always keen to correct when mistake. We're always keen to correct when mistakes are made, and um, the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What did you say last week? My educated guess as to as how old the uh, new council leader is it was a bit out. Councillor Jason Brock. Councillor Jason Brock. Yes, he uh, emailed me in the week to say. By the way, I'm 31, not in my 40s. So. Oh, he's a youngster. He's much younger than all of us. He <laughs> is. Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. So, a bit younger than me. Yeah. Much. Younger than you, don't and even, a, don't yeah, even just go a, there. Just a bit younger than Rach. 
and yeah. t- tiny like ten, smidge. Ten, just a, just a yeah, smidge. Ten years older than Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, oh, thank you. Very good. Very good. Um, someone ring whose girlfriend and morning. I didn't deserve yeah. that after picking on you for no, no you research. Didn't. Sorry. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, I also had we had a tweet from Council Ashley Pierce. Council is loving us at the moment. Yeah. Um, Possibly our entire relationship <laughs> is the Red Borough Council group checking on us together well, at the age right. <laughs> I think if you've got the, the leader of Bread and Borough Council and a prominent councillor listening to you, I think that's probably all you need, really. Absolutely, yeah. We've peaked, haven't we? Yeah, that's it. We're done. Our celebrity audience. <laughs> um, he said, uh, this is relating to the uh, podcast we did, I think, two weeks ago. About, Hugh's mum listens as well. Oh, that's true. That's three. Yeah. That's three. Uh, my mum occasionally listens, and my wife said the other day, I really should start listening to your podcast again. Oh, yeah, my husband said that umpteen times. Oh, well, thanks, yeah. thanks for the support, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got our backs. Yeah. Um, yes, anyway, uh, Ashley Pierce, he messaged us on Twitter about the podcast two weeks ago where we were talking about the Virgin Megastore yeah. uh, and the, the, the weird things that flew around the place. But he doesn't answer that question, which is a shame. But um, he says, the inappropriate songs played at Virgin Megastore uh, were mainly bad heavy metal albums and Prodigy's Smack My Bee Up, because I'm not going to say the actual word. Um, got told off a few times for that. Uh, from this week's show, uh, he said he represents Churchward in South Reading, which at least we did get that right, because we yeah. said Whitley, and Whitley is sort of, sort of, so, so, sort of you know, it's, it's close enough. Yeah. I looked at the map, it's, it, it goes into Whitley, it's sort of okay. next to Whitley. Good, good. Um, parental warning right now. I'm just warning any parents, if you've got kids and you like going to Reading FC matches... Mm-hmm. Something we're just going to talk about, which you know, perhaps you don't want the little kitty winks hearing. So, Rachel, if we could just pack Zachary off. Yep, off he goes, son. Good, good lad. Um, anyone fancy becoming the new Kingsley? Ooh. Have you seen? Have you seen this? No. I have seen it because I wrote it. Okay, I know you did. I read it. Um, so the club are looking for what they're calling an enthusiastic. He's not. Well, this is why I've put a parental lion. advisory on him, you see. I'm going to be interested to think that there are any actual, actual children who sit down and listen to our podcast. Well, they might be sort of running around the home while, yeah. while mum and dad have got the podcast on, on loud on, on, the, on their audio system, on their Bose speakers. Yeah. Or something like that, I don't know. Sonos. Sonos, yes, on their Sonos or their, you know... Are we hunting for a new sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be nice, wouldn't yeah, it? How many sound systems yes. can we drop in there? <laughs> That's one can give us a new microphone. I, I'd, I'd like four microphones. Four microphones. That would be lovely. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yes, they're looking for an enthusiastic and energetic person to take on the role. Um, the main job of the mascot, apparently, is jeering up the crowd before the match and at halftime, plus meeting fans and helping out with on-pitch activities. I assume that's not like actual football playing. Yeah, it's not. You don't need to be a, a tacking a former player, you know, with knowledge, <laughs> knowledge of the game. I don't think Kingsley is uh, involved in tactical decisions. I mean, arguably at times. But um, it says the club hopes to recruit someone with previous experience of being a mascot, with a background in acting and a larger-than-life personality, and a be- ability to build a rapport with people of all ages. Now, the reason I bring this up is because one of us in this room. Used to don a costume such as a lion, which used to be the mascot of the Reading Evening Post. Oh, 
wonder what you were talking about. What did then. you think? Where did I you think I was Joe, going? I was looking between the two of you. <laughs> thinking, oh, well, I know it's not me. So who? Which of you is it? Would you be surprised if you found out I was a, I was a, ma- a mascot in my in a, in a former life? Would you be? I would be shocked to the core. Uh, yes. Yeah. All those things that Tom just read out. <laughs> yeah. An actor, enthusiastic, yeah. energetic, geeing up. Tom, yeah. I, t- I don't know why you're even like putting it out there on the. Po- this is made for you. The only issue is I'd have to work Saturdays, and I haven't worked Saturday since I don't it's know. It's not working. You're having a lovely time. Oh, but I'd have, to, yeah, maybe. You wouldn't want to do it. It'll be on a day like yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking. So it looks I, about half a stone. fainted. <laughs> I, I, I seem to. So, so when this idea, or for anybody that doesn't know, the Reading Evening Post, as it was, used to have a lion mascot costume, and the lion was called Rory, and it used to turn up at fates and and shopping centres and all sorts of things, anywhere that you could go with a Reading Evening Post logo on you, it was there. And what became of him? Well, <laughs> we'll come to that. Oh, no. It's not quite as bad as you think. Um, so w- what happened was, um, when I started, I worked in an office. When I started the Reading Evening Post, what, 14 years ago, however long it was, I was a young man and I was working in the commercial department, in the advertising department, with uh, most, I think it's fair to say, it was all ladies. It was and eager, ladies. eager to impress. When the word went round that they needed someone to put on this costume, I went, "All right, I'll do it." Eager to impress, mm-hmm. and ended up doing it for quite some time. I turned up at an ASDA, I think ASDA in Woodley, if I remember rightly. Um, there was a, there was a, I walked out in it uh, outside Reading Festival and high fived lots of people, not least Reading Elvis, oh, who was brilliant. hanging around. Um, and my favourite one was taking penalty kicks against Bruce Grobbelar. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good one. At, at, at uh, Scours yeah. Lane on Stadium Way, which was which was good fun. All of these things, really, really warm and hot and hot days. The, the, it was it really wasn't a problem. The only real issue with it was that where the eyes were it had like this mesh, this sort of like um, spongy mess. And I know you hate sponges. Yeah. Um, is that why you take the sponge off the microphone for me? Oh no, I'd forgotten all about it <laughs> so until it just now. Freaks me out. No, I'd forgotten all about it until just Don't now. Don't you mm. leave it there? Um, and but what used to happen was once you used to take the head off and you used to um, put it all away, you'd still have little tiny bits of sponge up your nose, and you'd be forever just going <coughs> trying to get these bits of sponge out your nose. It was horrible. But anyway, that was it. So what happened to what happened to Rory? I oh. Please tell he's, me he's safely in a he, cupboard. I'm shot by an American dentist. When when the old <laughs> controversial. <laughs> wow, might actually have to edit that bit out. Um, yeah, no. What happened to Rory? Uh, well, when they were clearing out the old Reading Post office, when we all left, uh, yours truly bagged it, put it in the back of his car, and it's in his loft. So, oh, you saved whew, him. Whew. Oh, that's lovely. I notice also uh, Reading City Football Club have a lion mascot of their own called Lawsy the Lion. So there, there's several lions going around. Seems to be a bit of a motif. They Can't think why. Hang out. They maybe should. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that that was uh, that was it. If anybody fancies applying for that role, uh, it won't be me. Maybe one Wait. day. There's a lady one as well. Yeah, isn't Queensley. There? The, Queensley. You, you did point out in the article, Hugh, that you weren't sure if it was que- if it was for Queensley or for Kingsley. Yeah. It was just a, a, a an advert for yeah. a mascot. Yes, so yes, we we yeah, we don't we don't know. So Can Jonathan ask all, them? Yeah, presumably I, in fact employment law would dictate that men and women can apply to be Kingsley. 
Yes, true. that would make sense. Um, yeah, and likewise, a man can beat Queensley as well. There may only be like a, a height thing. Yes, yes, well, which uh, I, I suspect you would probably fail, Hugh. I think. Yeah, he's not. I, I think I'd fail most parts of big being mascot. What made me curious about this is that the previous experience as a mascot. Yes. Are there professional mascots out there? Because I would have thought that anyone who wants to be a mascot for a football club would have a keen interest in that particular football club. Not just the concept of mas- yeah. mascottery, as we're now, <laughs> we're now deeming it. Mascottery. You know, you, you would be the Swanny the Swan or whatever he's called. or um, Wolfie Gunnosaurus. The, Wolfie the Wolf, I'm just making up the names of these, <laughs> yeah. these things. But yeah, or the Gunnosaurus, yeah, because you love football or, club. Or yeah. the West Bromwich Albion Boiler. Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes. So whether there are actually Boiler people man? out there who, who Boiler just, man. just love the concept of being a, being a mascot. I went to school... An ardent Liverpool fan coming to be Kingsley. You know? I went to school with someone who was a coach at Reading and I believe was also Kingsley for a time. I don't know if he was Kingsley when he got assaulted by... Was it Graham Murty? Yes, rugby <laughs> tackled by the whole team. Yeah. I, think, I think he was probably too young to be that one. But that, there's obviously the perils of being a mascot as well. So, Okay. I'm going to tell Rich because... When we were on holiday last year, um, he ended up getting roped into the evening family entertainment oh, and he got God. dragged off. And then, sort of 10, 15 minutes later, Mooney arrived. <laughs> Mooney. So this oh, huge dear. blue alien thing. And I was like, Zachary was just like, oh my God, it's Mooney, it's Mooney. And I just didn't have the heart to say, no, that, that's daddy right there. No thought as to like, where's my dad gone? Has he been eaten no, by this alien? Bothered. Not, not bothered. Well, not okay. bothered that daddy had disappeared, but no. Mooney. Was so Mooney, Mooney was loved because sometimes mascot, big, scary mascot type things don't go down well with the yes kids, do they? this was the oh, thing they loved it this and he was... had to dance to a like rave version of nelly the elephant oh god yes yeah. i can only imagine the the <laughs> thing the thing with the thing with being i'll show you a picture after. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with um the thing with being the mascot is that kid what you learn is very quickly is that um you get hugged quite a lot by a lot of people for you know if you were walking down the street normally, that wouldn't happen. But also, kids in equal part are both terrified of you and re- or, or really, really excited to see you. Some some kids are absolutely terrified and just cry. And some of them love it. Absolutely love it. Right, should we move on? Yeah. Okay. Um, Reading Fact of the Week. It's... Rachie's fact of the week. Rach, you've done some research, as we previously discussed. So, um, Rach, what is your fact of the week? So, my fact this week, I've got a tenuous link again. Okay, the better. Yeah, so, Coley, you know Coley oh, yes. in Reading, that's yeah. sort of right near where you live, isn't it? It is, it? it's so out that's the back. out along the Bath Road, yeah. where the flats some are. Some lovely houses in there. Park. Those flats, maybe not so much, but I'm sure they're nice inside. Yes, so, did you know that there used to be an airfield there? I did not. No. I thought it was a bit random. Um, so... I know there's a mill. What, my tenuous link was that I was think I've got a vaguely significant birthday approaching. Uh, my 21st, yes. as you pointed out earlier. Yeah, again? Yeah, again. 
<laughs> a year since the last one. Which means it's like it got me thinking about the last big significant one, which was eighteen. Eighteen, <laughs> which was a fancy dress party, <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. Yes, I remember this party. And one of my friends, well, it was only three years ago. Yes, Gordy. Yes, came dressed as Biggles. He did. The um, was he RAF or I can't. He would have been RAF, so wouldn't he? Character in uh, books written by Captain W. E. Johns. Right. Um, so there's my tenuous link that I was thinking about my birthday. Gordy was Biggles, so. Captain W.E. Johns trained to be a pilot for the RAF at Coley Airfield. Okay. Um, so the airfield was built there by the Kennet um, because during the First World War, they quickly realised that actually perhaps this war was a bigger thing than they, they first thought and that they didn't have enough pilots. So they had to very quickly create these sort of training schools to, to train people up to become pilots or gunners or navigators or spotters, all different things. And Coley, um, and there was a place, is it Wantage House up on Upper Redlands Road? That yeah, was the, one um, of the key buildings. There's the Biggles building at the St. Patrick's Hall as um, university campus as well. Which oh, it's there. Oh, very, that ties very, in. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Very controversial, that. Is it? Look, I'm getting ready to find out why. <laughs> okay. Is it not... Podcastable. It is podcastable, but it, it, uh, to retell the story off the top of my head, I would need to just have to do some. So, so, in conclusion, Reading yeah. was pretty significant in World War One and getting people trained up as pilots. Wow. Yeah. Which I never knew that. No, I didn't know that. That's a, that's an excellent fact of the week, Rach. Thank yes. you. You're great very fact. Great. Yes. A great fact. Great. You're very welcome. So, um, thanks, thanks, Rach. Excellent fact of the week, as I've said. Um, I think you really liked that one. I did. I excellent. did. Excellent fact of the week. I'm also reading from the wrong part of the script. So, um, that's the end of part one, everyone. Uh, in part two, we will be joined by Hugh for Fort Explains It All. Mrs. Fort explains it all. Welcome to part two. I shall turn over my script, which I've double-sided. Um, Hugh, we are talking about plastic-free council. Now, I understand from you that Reading Borough Council is planning on becoming the first plastic-free council in the country. So, what? It, yeah, one of the first. One of the first, okay. What exactly does that mean? So the council this week um, agreed to to start becoming um, single-use plastic-free. So things like plastic straws, packets, and plastic forks, stuff like that. Uh, okay. A lot more than that, but that, that's the sort of basic thing. So things like you know, if you've got a plastic pot, you keep your pens in on your desk. That's fine because that's what you use it for, and it lasts. For a, for a long time, but it seems like you know, uh, like I said, and sort of plastic bottles and things like that. So they agreed a motion, um, and they're going to start working towards reducing um, these items within the council as much as much as they possibly can. So when they say within the council, it's, it's the civic offices, it's all the other buildings the council runs in Reading, and it's also schools, yeah, as well. So so they've agreed to do that and. 
it's very well publicised the effect um, plastic is having on the environment um, nowadays, and it seems like in the last maybe sort of two years or so, this has been identified as a massive problem and possibly ten years too late. Um, every, it's a really big thing now for to try and reduce um, plastic use as much as we can or to recycle as much as we can as well so so the council's um, getting on board and um, it was proposed by councillor Rachel Eden um, Rainborough councillor but she said she, she, she proposed it because a lot of children had spoken to her about um, about plastic use and the, 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 the worries that they have about it so so it's got unanimous support on Rainborough Council, which is not surprising. You've got the Green Green Party and the Dems and the Conservatives all all pulling in the same direction. It's not exactly the kind of thing you can put your hand up and go, no, 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 no I don't agree with that. No, be p- politically <laughs> politically poor. Yes, that. that would be a mistake. And um, and some of those changes, they're not difficult though, are they? I mean, to put no. your sandwich in a a lunchbox you can wash up instead yeah. of wrapping it in cling yeah. film is yeah. like that's I mean yeah but they're, they're looking at all the, all the stuff that they get in they'll be looking to source stuff that's um, you know not in not in plastic packaging and mm-hmm. getting rid of like I say all the, the plastic colours as much as they can they still say that there are some things that they do which are sort of critically important um, that are going to need some sort of single use plastic like for example um elderly people there's there's a need for some sort some of these things for elderly people and people who are disabled and that sort of thing so they're not going to take away these things which help the, those those people with their lives but anything that can can go will go and this is a this is a council initiative um, and they'll be looking every single council committee will now be be tasked with um, reporting back on how that particular area of the council is looking to reduce plastic. It's a very similar thing going on with um, carbon climate change as well in the council, which has got a story going on a bit a bit later on in the week about, um, again, the committees are reporting back on how, how they're going to become uh, carbon neutral, I think it's called, by 2021. Um, the, the council's got a big plan to to become more eco-friendly in that aspect as well. So there's a real environmental emphasis that that is being uh, being pledged now. Um, but also the council is going to look at the wider picture by trying to work with businesses um, and community groups and sending out advice to people on on uh, on how they can help. Because Reading actually we, we revealed the other day has not got a great recycling rate. It's one of one of the lowest rates in the country. Wow. And so there's a lot of improvement that can be done there. So it's not just the council, it's actually everyone. Everyone here needs mm. to be pulling in the, the right direction. I think like there's so much publicity about it now. We've seen all the shocking pictures from David Attenborough and people like that of what of the seas and I was watching a programme the other day, Ed Stafford, you ever come across him? He's a survivor. No, no. Nope. Very good programme. He just goes out to these ro- most remote places and spends two weeks there trying to Essentially, so stay alive. Um, <laughs> but he went to an uninhabited island off the coast of the Philippines, and it was just covered in plastic. Right, and it was a very kind of shocking visual um, to to see that even somewhere like that is has got all that sort of stuff. 
Um, so people are much more aware of it now. So we should see improvements everywhere. Um, and obviously it's a very important thing to do and that, you know, Reading is going in the right direction. I, I would assume we'd see, we'll see similar things for all the councils we cover um, as time goes on because everyone's very, like I say, very yeah. aware of it and to not do it is probably now, you know, not acceptable. So. Well, no, I can only, obviously I can only fully get behind this idea I think we all can get behind this idea I just the, the one thing I was just thinking about whenever I think about this sort of plastic free idea um, whenever you go into a canteen or um, or anywhere that you're likely to get something served on a plate there's nothing more disheartening than when you get to pay and you go and pick up your cutlery and it's those really awful plastic bits of cutlery and they just they're, snap they're with the with the yeah. slight of a slice into a usually quite soft potatoes are quite soft aren't they they're not you know you slice into a potato and then so bang off it goes right better get another one and uh, there's nothing more disheartening in a in a day i think at times than than plastic flipping forks do you think you two are quite eco-conscious uh, yes I know, I know you you are, and that you would. There's things you'd like to do to yeah. go and sort of clear clear up. But at home, what kind of things do you do? I'm very. I, I'm looking I, for tips now. Things just, perhaps I'm not doing. I'm trying not to be lazy with um, um, recycling stuff. So if you've got like a, a thing that's covered in food, what clear. Clean it rather than just chuck it in the bin. Clean, give it clean, throw it in the recycling. That's, that's very. So that's a very, very good point actually. Because I tend to. So if I've had chicken and you've opened the packet, I would just put the plastic packet in yeah. the bin, thinking, "Isn't that?" Uh, I realise this comes along across as me being incredibly thick and thoughtless, but I would just put that in the bin, thinking, "It's a shame I can't recycle that." When actually, yeah. if I just washed it, but obviously I, I can so sort of beef or lamb or anything like that obviously you could that would but I'd be a bit more nervous about putting chicken in just because of the associated yeah. health yeah I yeah I just wash it out as you wash a plate with a, on its own in the sink yeah bit of washing up liquid you know wash it up as, yeah. as you would yeah um, and, then, and then dry it dry it and chuck it in the recycling and then take the recycling out once that's or just put it straight in the bin don't put it with the rest in just put it straight in the bin yeah. outside there's quite a lot that you're not a, like black black yeah black plastic I find myself getting I find one of the things with this subject is it's frustrating is how much plastic is not actually recycled black plastic which you see every ready meal yeah yeah black plastic that's possibly to do with their microwavableness though that I would think potentially yeah I don't know the, the yeah. physics and the chemistry yeah. behind it but I refuse to believe it's beyond the wit of man to come up <laughs> <laughs> with that, not to be able to come up with a solution to to being able to recycle your microwave lasagna. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the, the council sort of saying it's going to be working with businesses. The other thing uh, I always notice is when you go into into a takeaway, you always get. It's not. I'm not sure it's plastic as such, but it's not recyclable in any way. Polystyrene, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that sort of yeah. polystyrene yeah, containers. They're awful. Yeah. And I think it's just because they're really cheap. Yeah. Um, some places you get cardboard. Yeah. Which is fine, but I. A lot of the a lot of the food market. When we go to the food market, a lot of those places now are cardboard yeah. or um, you know certainly recyclable material. There are a couple of polystyrene ones, but I, yeah. 
I think those, those polystyrene ones just just got to go. They've just got to go. I think so. Like you just wrap up, you know, like a cardboard plate and yeah. then wrap it up like a portion I mean, of even, chips. Even, even if it meant putting the price up by a little bit to pay for the container, I think, you know, they've got to go, really. Exactly. They've got to go. <laughs> if you're getting a kebab, you're too drunk to notice the next yeah, well, you're not, yes, yeah, anyway, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> well, quite, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, there's loads we can do. There's loads of advice out there and there's going to be more and more. Because um, I can keep imagine re- been... reading about things like, I mean... We've talked a lot about our hair <laughs> previously, yes. being that we're all uh, curly people. But you can get like shampoo bars and things like that, can't you see, that you don't have the plastic bottle uh, yeah. waste. But I'm always wow. quite nervous of those because I have to be quite refill, careful what I use. Refills are a big thing now, aren't they? So Yeah, but where can... Is there anywhere in Reading you can get them? Oh, here we go. Right, you're going to have Go to start on. paying for this. Go on, where are you going to... Uh, we do them in our shop. We do... Refill what? Washing up liquid, washing powder. Um, no, do you, do you honestly? Yeah, Do you do Aussie hair shampoo? Do you do Aussie shampoo? Aussie shampoo. Which is the one I'm using currently yeah. because of my sensitive scalp. No, I do not. No, we do not. Um, we've started doing that. Waitrose. We got a, did a story on the other day. Waitrose. Unfortunately, it's the Waitrose in Oxford. But they're trialling. Right. Um... So you take your own thing, you take your Tupperware, you put your cereal in it, you put your, and then you can get your washing up. How do you pay for it then? Like how? Wait, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but how do they know how much the container weighs? You get a to... receipt or something, I think, which which tells them, or you pay there. I think. Like, I, I can su- I can suddenly see everybody walking in with like bags of Tupperware, and just, that suddenly becomes. Uh, mm. You get a. In Waitrose, they you can get you can buy a thing to put it in and then just keep it like okay. a, like, a, like the bags um, okay I would love so, to do it. things like pasta rice cereal so all of that kind uh, of thing my, my sort of hope and guess is that this this movement will really take off um, and it will force all the, these people the packaging people to find new ways of doing it if we if plastic non-recyclable plastic of which there's still loads like the, you know we go back to ready meals again the film film mm. lids you have to put yeah. off and it never comes off in one go no, and um, that's not recyclable either and so. then when you peel the corner a puff of steam comes out and, and incinerates just, yeah. your hand yeah. <laughs> this is why no one ever has ha- hairs on their knuckles <laughs> I suspect yeah and yeah it'll be one of those things where um, you know where the market dictates and the people within the market will have to change their ways to survive yeah. um, suddenly it'll all be gone you know the, there's a big there are big concerns about Recycling and where it all goes. There's this program on on now, isn't there, with Hugh Fernley Whittingstall, where he goes to Malaysia and just the recycling yeah. that apparently is sold to someone is just in an enormous pile somewhere, um, and how it gets in the watercourses and all that sort of stuff and and stuff like that. Cigarette ends. That bothers me. <laughs> they're, they're not biodegradable. And people just throw them on the floor. You know. Yeah. If I was walking down the street eating a bag of crisps and I chucked on the floor, that's that's litter. But apparently, if you smoke, you can just chuck your fag in on the floor. That's perfectly acceptable. Well, there should be more. There should be more talked about. I think because you just see them absolutely everywhere. Fry Street littered with fag ends, not going anywhere, not doing anything. They're just there on the floor, having a nice time, minding their yeah. own business. And that is maybe just more cigarette bins would be perhaps be the answer to that. I don't know. Or, Thanks. A change of focus and realising, sorry. Love it when Hugh gets on his yeah. smoke smoke is, smoke is being, making a bit more effort to 
I feel like this is directed directly through yeah. soapbox. <laughs> I feel this is directed directly at your girlfriend. But there we go. Uh, um, thank you. Uh, that's the end of Four Explains It All because I've stopped him. Um, now it's time. Another thing. <laughs> um, now it's time for the random question. The random question. The random question mug right here. I think it's Rachel's turn. Right. Really? There's a couple Just of a good... Shake. Some in there. I mean, they, I shook them, but they didn't really go anywhere. So, here we go. Are what have ready? we got? You've lived in Reading forever, but what's the part that you always get lost in? I know mine, definitely. Oh. The road, any road off the Oxford Road. <laughs> Just go in there. Where am I? I don't know. Oh. That's a good shout, yeah. Right, oh, I just need to go right here. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm sure it was that one last week. No, it's no, been park. like that there's for ages. Ooh, look, there's a random park. <laughs> right, I'm just past that again. Yeah, that's the same pub. And oh, I'm back on Oxford Road again. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good shout for me. I was having this conversation with my, my friend the other day. While you two think, I will, I will monologue. But... Um, when Rach, where you used to live behind uh, Richfield Avenue, I was my friend lives behind there as well now. And I was going through that. I, said, I, was like, I know this like the back of my hand. I know all of this. Yet you put me on the Oxford Road and get me in some of those different mazy bits in there. No idea at all. Absolutely no idea. Mm. But I know exactly where I am in that bit off Richfield Avenue. Easy. Tilehurst, I think. Yeah. Unless it's like. The triangle. <laughs> the water tower, the triangle, yeah. and Norcott Hill. Beyond that, I'm just flummoxed. It's a big old place, Tyler. It's I can big, get yeah. through it to get to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, my, a few friends live over that way, and every single time I have to sat-nav it, <laughs> even when I've been there multiple times. Which is really annoying, because I'm quite notorious for having a decent sense of direction. Once I've been somewhere once... like. Yeah. I could drive to Lake Windermere in the Lake District without thinking about it, but I can't get into Tylerst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll throw in the, the wilds of Caversham as well. You know, the, 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 the wilds? The wilds of Caversham. Sort of the Is main... that where I live? No. No, the... Um... I think it must be Caversham Heights. The posh bit. Yeah, so... Is that the bit to the by, left past the Griffin? Yeah, up there, up the hill, Durham, and then yeah. and then round sort of back towards the South Oxfordshire area. Yeah, all those I get very confused around there. Um, just suddenly, you're in sort of again. It's a maze of roads, and uh, I, I'm not I'm not confident in that particular part of town. <laughs> yeah. Whitley's Whitley's quite. Whitley's yes, quite, finding places in Whitley is always quite difficult. I do. So, I, so I often roads. get lost in in Whitley as well. I must have. I mean, basically, everywhere that isn't where you live, I suppose, is the answer to this question, really. But yeah. if anyone has any specific um, suggestions for this one, um, we would be very interested to hear them. And here, no, actually, oh, my, my sat-nav, my inbuilt sat-nav yes. failed me this weekend. As in this your weekend. brain? Uh, my brain, yeah. We went to um, a an open day at Chalk House Green Farm on Sunday, which was... It was a really, really lovely afternoon now. Um, it's kind of between Kidmore End and Emma Green. Okay. Up down the lanes, which I now 
I've, I've lived in that bit of the area for my whole entire life. I know where Chalkhouse Green is. <laughs> and yet, when we drove, went to drive there, I, I kind of went, oh yeah, it's at this farm here. Drove down a lane and went, oh, there's no signs. Oh, it's not there. Right, no, that's fine. It's the other farm, just right round the road, so we carry on. Oh, no, it's not there either. Right, now I'm a bit bit flummoxed and I had to get Rich to sat like put it on the phone. <laughs> I always that do that really with, annoyed me. There's all, everyone's got one of those, haven't they? Siwoo, the Chinese supermarket off Basingstoke Road where I, I've been quite a few times. Oh, I don't know that. Show off. It's, it's a Chinese supermarket. You with your fancy <laughs> menus. Yeah. Um, I like to go there to get my soy sauce, soy sauce actually. Do you? They've got many varieties. Oh. But yeah, I always think I know exactly where it is and I drive to where I think it is and then it's not there. So obviously the owners of Seawood have got some way of moving it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, I think it's always further. It's, it's a road along from where I think it is. So you drive down this road into this industrial estate and I do it every time. I think, I'm sure it's anywhere somewhere. And then you get to the end of the road. You know. I know, it's the next one. What's it got? Seawood. Seawood. Yeah. How do you spell that? S E E. W-O-O. Oh, okay. Right. It's very good. I recommend it. It's a great experience going to those places. Excellent. Can I do They've one got... final shout-out? You can do one Sorry, little shout-out. finished. He's still talking oh, about uh, seaweed. Just oh. one more thing about seaweed. Seaweed and seaweed. You have never seen so many walks. Excuse me? I've never seen so many walks. Okay. Whew. Whew. A plethora of all shapes and sizes because it's a... Um, uh, From all walks of life. From all walks of life. <laughs> Thank you. I can't remember what the word is. A wholesaler, is it? Yeah. Where yes, you, I think so. Going, you oh, get, okay. You can get bags, oh, okay. of, bags, bags of rice, which is the same size as you. you know, that sort of <laughs> it's, it's a great place. I'd probably recommend it. Hidden gem, I'd say. Hidden yeah. gem. Carry on. One last one, Rach. One shout so, out. Yeah, I just, I went to a new restaurant last night. Oh, yes. And I had a lovely time and the food was lush. Oh, yes, you do look a bit hangy. You don't, I'm joking. How rude. <laughs> Okay, you can't be mad at me. We're on a podcast. Uh, yeah, but it was awesome. So I just was. Where was that? So we went to Persia House in Caversham on Caversham Bridge, opposite the Crown. Oh, the one with the downstairs that's on looks out onto the river. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where we used to have our Christmas yeah. party. We did. Some oh, with I remember a certain unnamed person who with a lion-related background doing karaoke. <laughs> we, Rich we and I both did. We performed oh, together. We really? performed. Don't a, stop me now. Yes, as a duet. We spent well, weeks. Well, and Danny. And Danny, we spent weeks practicing that. We did. It's not a duet. Um, it's not there was no. three of us uh, yeah so well, the food was amazing what sort of food was it? Uh, Persian Persian <laughs> being that it's called Persia House okay alright <laughs> uh, but so it's smart Alec to be fair I wouldn't have known what that was before I sat down with the menu it's like there was kebabs but I had a Persian rug lamb stew with rice and a rug <laughs> Long couscous. Yes. Long couscous. Rice, I had. Oh, but there was couscous. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah. Pe- okay. You know how I, I love a picky starter? You so do. There was you do. All, like hummus and baba ganoush and all of that malarkey. Yeah. What is baba ganoush? Apart <laughs> <laughs> from a hilarious word. Is I it aubergine? Isn't there like a Who song called something like that? Baba O'Reilly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, go there. It was really nice. <laughs> Hopefully they can make a success for it because there's been a lot of different things there and it's never and none of them have lasted for very long. So well, that's why I'm telling 
people that it's good, go. Did you notice if they still had the dance pole downstairs because... The one that you fell off of? Not quite fell off of. Was that also where you like, slipped and... Yeah, that's, that's for toilet. another time. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. If anyone has any other spaces <laughs> in Reading... Already podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Um... Thanks, everyone. Uh, if anyone has any spaces in Reading that they always get lost in, we would love to hear from you. It's probably a slightly niche topic, I suppose. But in the meantime, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. If you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. Uh, the only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading. That's all for now. We'll speak to you again in a week. Bye! Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.